Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Bearded Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black D. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. Do this fucking thing once again. Um, just, you know, some things to go over here. I, I don't know that I'm going to be here, you know, all night or anything. But, uh, you know, same kind of deal. Uh, the stuff at work's been going pretty well uh, to a certain extent. I mean, I'd say I'm definitely overworked and underpaid. Um, and both of those things are going to have to change pretty soon. But, um you know, other than that, like I'm, I'm doing a lot of really positive things there. Um, went and took another 18 cats from our Newark facility this past Tuesday. Um, the Newark room that I set up in our shelter um, is working very well because we're isolating cats. And, um, you know, being able to, you know, quarantine them there, make sure that they're OK, run stool samples, do everything we got so that way. Um, it doesn't affect the rest of the shelter. You know, we're able to endure, you know, taking in these guys and not, you know, cause an outbreak if sickness breaks with one of them. Because that's one of the you know, most dangerous things we've encountered over the years, taking from other shelters, is, you know, you break with a sickness from another area, it could ravage your shelter because your, your shelter is not really immune to that area's sicknesses. So, um, 
it's been working really, really well. So, I mean, like I said, we we brought in another 18 from there on Tuesday. So I've been kind of unraveling that all week and, uh, you know, working on that type of thing. Today I got a fantastic adoption. Um, my man Wolfie, he's uh, he's a cat that, you know, was formerly TNR'd. And he, um, he was just, uh, he never should have been out there. A lot of these cats, they get thrown out there into these situations to just live their whole life outside. And it's just not, it's not ideal. It's, it's not, um, I don't even like the word, use the word ideal. To me, it's unacceptable. Um, cats generally just, they, they don't belong outside in general. Um, you get feral cats and there's different levels of that. You know, some, some cats are feral just out of necessity because when they're thrown outside, what else can you do but try to survive and be the toughest and fastest and, you know, most defensive cat you could be. Otherwise you're dead out there. I've seen cats that'll run from you and will come nowhere near you outside. And as soon as they're caught in a trap and you actually make physical contact with them, you touch them, they melt like they were in your house their whole life. Like they're the sweetest cat. And some of those cats will spend their whole life outside because people don't know any better than to try to trap them and reassess them and try to find them actual inside homes. So there's a lot of that bullshit that goes on out there. And um, so Wolfie came in, his fur was uh, bleached um, like a, a light brown from the sun. You know, if a cat's out in the sun all the time and always, you know, outside, a lot of times the, the fur will change color from the sun you know, kind of dying it. And, um, he had that going on. He had ear mites, he had, uh, roundworms and fleas and, you know, he had everything an outside cat will also get. So regardless of all the predators, I mean, the, the parasites and the, you know, fleas and all of that shit that go on, that's, that's enough to say that, you know, a cat deserves a little better than, you know, being infested with all these different, you know, problems. But, um, so he had all that going on. He was real lungy. He would come at me like, but he would take like your one step lunge and he'd come at you and, um, he'd nail you, you know, he'd, he'd swat you. And that was about it though. There wasn't like severe aggression behind it, but he would put on a really big front. He'd flatten those ears out and really come at you. And, um, but I just, I saw through it and I just knew he was a guy who needed help. I have, um, I got to find my videos to him. Cause I took videos of him while he was on his early going. And, um, you know, I just, I taught him how to cat, you know, I, I really, I spent a bunch of time with him and just continue to help him trust people and adapt to human touch. And once he realized that that was a safe spot, you know, he, he would bond really well with me. And, you know, from there it was a little harder to teach other people his ins and outs. And that's why, you know, he spent so long there, but, um, you know, in the end, finally found somebody who walked in the door ready to take on exactly what he was and understood the things that I told him. So he went home today. And um, that that's, you know, that's a huge win for me. That's one of those things that, you know, proves that what I do is 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 valued, regardless of, you know, what people's perception of it may be, or, you know, um, people who may agree with this or may disagree with that none of that really matters because when it comes down to it my actions are validated through the cats and um yeah th this was a great one this was a really really great one
because, you know, any other place would have threw him right back outside and just called that a day. So, Wolfie wins on that shit. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, that type of shit. Um, Niners, real quick. We, uh, last week, took that L and um, took the L of um, a couple guys, too. Uh, Jimmy went down. Trey came in second half, actually played pretty well. Um, you know, some mistakes and everything, but th- th- he's still playing really well. Um, for a rookie quarterback, and he's not throwing picks all over the place. He's, you know, he's pretty solid now. He's starting his first ever game against the undefeated Cardinals. That shit isn't going to be easy. I mean, it, there's no maybes about it. I mean, you got Buda Baker out there. You got J.J. Watt on the other side of that line. Chandler Jones, you fucking crazy. I mean, uh, and then, you you know, you look what their offense brings to the table. You know, Kyler Murray, Hopkins. I mean, these, these motherfuckers are out there balling. They ain't undefeated because they ain't shit. I mean, they, they, um, they're rough and it's a division rival. But make no mistake about it. You know, we got all pro Fred out there. Yeah, I mean, Nick Bose is going to be rushing that corner. Uh, Ford was already talking shit, saying, um, you know, Kyler Murray's great until he gets hit. You know, that type of shit. Like, all that dynamic shit doesn't matter if you start getting hit. So, I, I think Ford might have a big breakout game. If we're going to actually compete in that game, I think it's going to come on the back of guys like Ford and Boza up front and containing Kyler Murray. Um Ford, he only played um, 12 snaps in last game, and he got two sacks. So they've been limiting his action to try to keep him healthy and adjust him back into, you know, regular play, you know, coming off that big injury. He was out for over a year. And um, I think coming back from that, they leaned him in, and they're leaning him in, you know, 12 snaps, two sacks, you fucking crazy. This guy, I mean, he can go off. If they got, if he's got enough to, in his tank to go the whole game, like that type of shit, or the majority of the game, this guy can really go out there and make a huge impact on that game. So um, I'm looking forward to you know what goes on there. I'm looking forward to see what Trey Lance does. The other guy we lost is fucking George Kittle, who doesn't know when to stop fucking playing through injuries because if he didn't fucking play last game, maybe his shit would have been able to heal up. But either way, they put him on the injured reserve today, which means he can't play for three weeks. Um, I believe it's three weeks. And next week's our bye week. So technically, he'll be missing this game, the uh, bye week, and um, the one we come back from the bye week. I think that's uh, I think that might be the Colts. I think we play like the Colts and the Bears right after the bye week. I'm not sure if that's the right order, but um, something like that. Because I saw a couple like coming off the bye week. It was like, oh, those are winnable games. Even with a couple injuries and shit, those those are winnable games. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we got a lot of firepower. We got a lot of weapons. And, um, you know, sky's the limit for this team, even with injuries, because we just have too many weapons. And uh, I'm I'm interested in seeing what we could do with him. You know, so we'll see. Um, they said uh, no quarterback, no rookie quarterback has beaten an undefeated team of four and zero or 
four and oh or better since fucking um phil sims so <laughs> and he did it once in uh 79 i think they said yeah like it's fucking crazy so yeah it, it's gonna be a tough one to go out there and win but obviously you know where i'm where i'm rooting uh akira in gcw yeah that's wild um this goes right into the next question, which is uh, ICW and GCW back together. I believe so. I believe there's some kind of something to that. I don't know, like, that they're buddy-buddy. I don't think they're going to be, you know, running double headers or anything just yet. Which, who fucking knows? That might be, you know, coming up or something. But, uh, but I feel like that there's some kind of crossover there going on where, like, things got, like, less hostile or something. You know? They, um, suddenly Akira worked there at GCW, which the whole time this ICW GCW thing has been going on, Akira hasn't worked there. So I wonder, like, you know, was there some mending fences there? And then I saw something else too, that I felt like was, um, indicative of that, where I was like, Hmm, that, that kind of makes sense that, you know, they would be cooperating and, you know, this and that. Yeah, I don't know. I forget what the other thing was, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, especially too, because, you know, Brett's kind of weaseled his way in there with, uh, with AEW and, you know, Danny wants a piece of that. So, you know, why wouldn't I, um, Gage versus Moxie. I, I don't like part of me cares a little bit. Um, the promo package Mondo put together was great. Um, but then, you know, I, I got to remember that the, the Gage isn't, isn't Gage anymore. He's not the guy that I used to watch. I watched him and Mox tear it up when Gage was intense. That I watched them tear it up back then. Now Mox got to carry this match. Um, Gage just isn't the guy he used to be. Yeah, his intensity it just isn't there. He's going to go out there and cut a promo after the match, how much he loves Mox and their friends and, uh, you know, all this bullshit. You know, so, I mean... Back in the day, Gage, it, it was just, you know, they, he could have a war with another guy. The other guy could be like, hey, man, let's give it up for this fucking guy, da 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 And, uh, you know, we had a battle out here, and I just want to give you respect and put out your hand. He'd fucking grab the mic and say, fuck you, pussy, and get out of the ring or some stupid shit like that. You know, like, but that was old school Gage. This new Gage is, is just, you know, pepper out of Gage. I, I ain't with it. And I just don't think it's going to be as good as I've already seen, you know? So, I mean, it's got a good build and all of that shit, obviously, but, um, I, I don't know that it could live up to that build. New fans will say it did because they don't know shit other than the, what they're seeing right now. So I still think it's worth the fucking money. I still think it's, um, it's, it is the legitimate draw that it's supposed to be. Because you, you can't go back and live that shit from before if you didn't already. So, you know, that's that's that. Um, Mickey Knuckles, Sadika. This was pretty good. I mean, I really... Um, Mickey Knuckles stepped up big time. She um, she really battled with her. With Sadika, um, she looks fucking terrible. Mickey Knuckles looks like Madman Pondo in a fucking... In, in a chick singlet. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like how much the lighting wasn't that great there either. So like, 
I was legitimately looking at my screen going like once I thought to myself, she looks like Madman Pondo now. I would look and I was like, holy shit. Like the, the resemblance was real fucking crazy. So she, uh, Sadika wins and then she's just like teeing off on her with light tubes and shit after the match. And, uh, you know, and that's like kind of her gimmick is she like doesn't stop when it's over and attacks everybody around and shit. So like that, that's kind of just her thing. And then they sent out, um, I don't know if they sent out or they came out or whatever, but um, Dale Patrick's and John Wayne Murdoch. So they're out there like they're they're pissed off that this is going on and and trying to stop it or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if that was like shoot work whatever the fuck, but like again, like Sadika was just doing what she does, and like a couple more light tube shots and whatever she was doing there, like isn't much different than what they were doing throughout the whole match. So it's not like overkill, like, Oh, she can't, she can't handle that. So to me, like it might as well have been a a work because the fuck difference does it make, you know? Um, so then they, Nikki knuckles gets up and now she's cutting promos, you know, and Danny, the miles hugging with her and all this shit. And uh, she's cutting promos like she wants a rematch, but then she's saying she also wants to fight Murdoch. And it's like, well, the Murdoch just came out to save you. So that's where, like, the, you know, is it a work, is it a shoot comes in for me? Because, like, why would you have the guy come out to save you that later on you're challenging that you want to fuck him up? Like, it just, I don't know, it looks weird. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the match was great. You know, they, they really killed each other. And, um, yeah, I'd be down to watch a rematch and and all that. Um, and then the next day, Sadika wrestled um, Eric Ryan. And that was pretty good, too. He ended up with, like, fucking headbutts and shit. Um, I, I caught some of that shit. And I'm just going to tell you, like, flat out, like, this this whole fucking gim- this pit gimmick is garbage. Um, when it came out and they had, like, an octagon and it was probably bigger than a normal ring if it wasn't bigger than a normal ring it looked like it um so they would have that set up and it gave them a lot of room to kind of work around and they were stuck within this little octagon circle but like you know the all the the deathmatch stuff was all in there and you know they could really fight and yeah, depending on the match, depending on how much deathmatch shit was out there. But they would legitimately, like, brawl, and there was a lot of, like, hard-hitting shit like that. Strong-style stuff. So it worked. Now, like, they've dumbed this whole fucking gimmick down to, we'll just put the guardrails in a tiny little circle, and you just fight in there. I hate that shit. It, it looks like farmhands got into it at the at the barn, you know, like... Someone was fighting over some shit in the stalls and like, that's what it looked like. It was dirt floor and it just, it ruined it completely fucking ruined it. It looks complete garbage. I mean, at this point, like you guys are really leaning like way too far into that outlaw mud show shit because like you're legitimately fighting in the dirt. Like guys, this isn't, this isn't that this, this is, this is some old bullshit. And like fans are tremendously at, at risk. Like, they're packed into this little fucking shit barn with fucking dirt on the ground. I mean, I have never seen 
a fighting space that small in wrestling because this was tiny as hell. It was just like this little fucking guardrail circle. And it's like when they go outside of the ring, guardrails never stopped them before. So how the fuck are they trapped in this little guardrail circle? So you got to buy into that bullshit, too. And it's funny, like, Justin Kyle, like, he came out of the fucking entranceway and started to, like, pick up steam and then had to, like, pump his brakes because he was already as far as you can go. (laughs) Like, he came out and took, like, one big step and was like, oh, shit, I'm in the middle of the fucking fight space already. Like, I better go back and do my taunts and shit back here. Like... Yeah, it just, it looks stupid as fuck. It looks really, really amateur despite, like, putting talented fucking guys in there. And I know that was, like, an on-the-fly thing and had to change because it was raining and this and that, but it, it it sucks. that That's such, like, a bullshit version of that. I mean, I don't like that no-peace bullshit either when they do, they fight off the fucking stage on the, on the stage or whatever it is. That looks like garbage, too. It, it's just... You know, an occasional street fighter, an occasional, um, you know, fall, I mean, falls count anywhere or whatever the fuck it's going to be where you're going to wind up like outside of your setting. And then again, I don't really mind an occasional one of the pit, which is to me should be closer to like blood sport with that GCW does with the, with some death match matches in there. But, you know, the rest of them would just be like, you know, because that's what they said in the pit. We just fucking fight. That's their that's their gimmick. Right. Well, now, now, you know, they're in this little circle, you know, they're fighting in like a fucking phone booth. With dirt in it, you know, it's like, who the fuck wants that? Yeah, I don't know. It just it really took away from shit that should have been a lot better than it was, you know. Um, Let me see. Oh, apparently Josh Crane is being called the American Mr. Danger now, which I guess Mr. Danger kind of bestowed upon him. So it's not like I'm going to call him a fraud for any of this, but um, I, that shit is just wild to me because the dude is, is really not good and uh, really inconsistent in his uh, shape. You know, he just he's all over the place. One minute he'll be losing weight. The next minute he's a fat fuck and. And uh, he's just a weird dude, too, because, you know, now this is like his gimmick. Oh, I'm the American Mr. Danger. Wasn't he like the next Drake Younger before? I guess that took a turn. And now he's he's the American Mr. Danger. My theory on it overall is that um, it made sense for him to be accepted into, um, you know, whatever. I don't even know what matches he had or what company we're talking. I would imagine maybe BJW, but, um, I, I guess, but, um, if I'm wrong, I don't care. It's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, but he, he flew himself over there initially. Like his, his whole shit was like, he flew himself over there with no bookings to just try to get booked. So, you know, the way that like the U S companies will use students and shit and like, they just, they're, they're low to no cost. So you could just use them and they want to prove themselves. So they're working really hard. And, you know, if, if it works out and they're putting good matches together, then that's a win-win because maybe you get some people in the building that want to see these guys that are costing you nothing. It's, it's fucking great. So in Japan, you know, they like to fly in the, the Americans, but this guy flew himself in, he's trained 
and he's willing to kill himself in your company like he's a student. So now it's win-win. Like, again, you know, guys like that are, are really most deathmatch guys who would love to fucking just be in Japan. If if um, BJW said they would book 90% of whatever deathmatch wrestler and just said, like, um, you know, we'll fly you over here, but we're not going to really pay you much. We're going to give you the minimum or whatever. Most of them would jump at it because they're like, I get the chance to work in Japan. Like, yeah. So a lot of those guys would do that, I think. You know, they might tell you they wouldn't. But if the fucking phone call came in and they're looking at their schedule and it's like, oh, I could go work in this fucking little town in Jersey. And then I got to go to fucking Kentucky. And then I got to go to some place in Texas and, you know. And then they could be working in fucking Kirk and Hall. Yeah, they're probably going to take a low ball fee for that. So, I, I don't know. Um, I just think it worked for them. And then, it, you know, you get a guy that's willing to kill himself for you over there. And, you know, he starts to become somewhat of a favorite in the locker room. Because he, he'll go above and beyond. Because he just wants to prove himself. I still think, you know, like they, they got somebody who isn't shit amongst the group of American deathmatch wrestlers. So that's why, like, you know, because you're not going to get one of our top deathmatch wrestlers to do what he did. You know, it's just he gave himself to them, more or less, where these other guys are, you know, trying to do what they're doing here. At least that's how I see it again. I don't, I don't fucking know. What the fuck do I know? Um... Larry Legend smoking a dildo bong. I don't even know why the fuck he... And like, I don't know why people post stupid shit like that. Like, first of all, Larry been eating too many juicy hot dogs because motherfuckers getting fat. Like, I noticed that shit that's on those circus shows. I was like, what the fuck is it? Yo, this dude is getting... But, uh, yeah, like, post a picture with, like, a dildo bong. Like, kind of shit, man. You're, like, 40 years old. <laughs> I mean, this shit is crazy as hell. You're out here like a fucking grown-ass man with that shit. Uh, dude, I mean, be into what you're into and shit, but corny is corny. I don't give a fuck. Um, homicide in AEW. Yeah, that's dope. You know? And that's... Homicide, any platform that Homicide is given, to me, is just a huge plus. You know he's going to shine, and he deserves it just as much as anybody, if not more. He's been a a staple in indie wrestling for decades now. Straight up decades. Because he was doing this shit in the early 2000s, late 90s. So when you look at that, I mean, you know, this guy put in over 20 fucking years of wrestling. Of course, this guy should be... This guy should be a lot more wealthy than he is. You know, I don't know his bank account numbers, but this dude should be fucking doing very, very well. Off of, you know, his abilities and his uh, everything he's done. You know, he's trained guys that, that have become stars. He's he's worked the stars all across the board and had some of their best matches. You know, and he's always been a great dude to people, too. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see him on TV anytime he gets there. Um, 
Oh. Uh, so, so Brian, Brian, uh, fucks his last Picard. He, um, he's running another show. Um, he should, he should have just made it a J-Cat tribute show because the only reason he's fucking running the show is because of me. Um, and, and, and here's the thing is like, you might as well just be like the new DJ Hyde, because I I need like I would love to see this show. I hope it really makes it on to um, IWTV, because if I could watch this show for free and and just eat this fucking thing alive on this show, I would I would love that. And the thing is, is like, you know, one might hear this, one only one might hear this and think to themselves. Like, why won't he let this go? Like, I haven't said anything more and all that. But the thing is, is like, when someone goes to a personal level with me with lies and shit like that, now I'm I'm all in now. So, um, just just like you said on your thing, like, I um I'm speaking on my platform, so it ain't, ain't gonna be on your page or anything else like that, Brian, if you listen. Um, but I'm I'm finding great humor in in your whole situation here. Because, you know, you went to some old fraudulent personal shit. And I'm just talking about your ability to run a fucking show as you continue to prove me right. So um, he, he wrote this this thing on October 1st. He said, uh, this probably won't mean anything to many of you, but it's important to me. And that's what matters. <laughs> it's like people like me. And <laughs> uh as of midnight last night, my sole responsibility and importance will be running IWA Vintage Pro. The company and the roster will be 100% my 100% focus. This is something I don't think I did enough before. All right. But if you didn't give a fuck before, what makes you think this is any different? And to be worried about the roster, well, let's just continue because it uh, more to say when it. Um, no worrying about any other company. Pay attention to that drama or bullshit. Don't need it or want it. You want to be negative? Take a shot at me or the company. See ya. You're either with us or not, and if not, that's okay. Do it on your page. My goal is to make IWA Vintage Pro Wrestling the best Southern-style territory north of the Mason-Dixon line. Okay, so um, as far as don't worry about other any other company, let's um, jump to this card, the, the poster that they put up. The main event is for the Delwag title. Now, okay, let's go back here. Doag, and that's how it's that's how it's said because it's D A W G. So to me, that's Doag. Like if you're from New York, like people from Brooklyn, like Doag. Okay. <laughs> so the Doag title is the main event. Doag happens to be Brian's friend's company. So. How is it that you're not worried about other companies when you immediately made the main event of your company 
dog's title main event. See how silly that fucking looks? And it's two guys that nobody fucking knows who they are. There's no fucking draw anything. Main event, Ray Jazz versus Ryan Mooney. I don't know who the fuck either of them are, and most people don't either. So you, you're running a show right off the bat that no one gives a fuck about what's up top. And of course, it's a benefit show, so it's like everybody will pretend like that's your reason for showing up, and that's fine. That, that's fine, because it sure as fuck isn't for the Doug title main event. No one gives a fuck about that. The other talent listed so far is Low Life Louie. Congrats on that booking. Um, Adam Chandler. Don't know who the fuck that is. Dave Dahl, I I think he was one of the fucking CCW trainee fucking rejects. Um and Mark Angel. So that and you know, things have been going swimmingly for him. He's only been in the business now what fucking ten years. And his son has made more waves than him in like fucking six months. You know what I mean? Like he's been in the business long enough to have a son that fucking outshines him. Uh, yeah, so uh, another congrats that that that's going to work out. I mean, and no disrespect to Louie. Louie's a great guy and 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 a veteran. But he ain't blowing the fucking roof off of any goddamn thing. You know, it's just it's just not it, it's not my style. You know, that that carve and stab and Abdullah the butcher kind of shit. You know, to me. Personally, Louis just as good as Abdullah the Butcher, and he he'll take that as a compliment. And I, I I want him to take that as a compliment, but Abdullah the Butcher style of shit is not for me. I don't see any difference from what he does to Abdullah the Butcher at his best. I, it doesn't appeal to me, you know. But Louis's a great guy and and a, and a veteran and all this. But I, who the fuck is who the fuck is investing in that? Apparently, this guy. But um, so the 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 uh, post that goes with that is he posted, dreams do come true. I've run shows before, and my dream has always been to run continuously, month in, month out. In the past, the failure to do so has been a hundred percent my fault and mine alone. Depression, self doubt, insecurity, has always been a weight on my shoulders, and for years. Well, that is over. Um, that's not how depression works, but have at it. Um, the pandemic has given me the opportunity to shake off the beast, lock him up and toss away the key. Whew, that's a lot of cliche. Um, please join us in this journey as we show everyone how IWA Vintage Pro is the best Southern style wrestling territory north of the Mason Dixon line. He's, he's really rocking that, that, um, Beth Southern style territory. First off, territories don't exist anymore for starters. Second off, um, Southern style wrestling in New Jersey. It's like, you know, let's start selling some Hawaiian style spam or open up um, an only Pakistani restaurant like Babu from fucking from Seinfeld. Where are the people? (laughs) Where are all the people? You said there would be people. There are no people. 
that's that's gonna be Brian standing there with his fucking his buddy from the dog show. I mean, if, if this foolish ass shit is is something that makes you happy on the heels of me saying that like you can't run a fucking show, good for you. But to me, this is exactly what I'm talking about, and like you're just really really far out of touch. And the thing is, is like you don't have to like that. You don't have to believe it. The proof will be in the results. If the world is buzzing about your show, then I'm dead fucking wrong. And I would gladly fucking admit that. But I won't be. I, I just won't be. Because I, I've talked to other people who are into even the type of shit you're into. And they're not into your shit. Old school, southern style, blah, 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 blah. You talk to those people and they're like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can get a handful of people there and eh, good for you, man. If, if that's all it takes, then then great. But this is showing no different than what I've already been saying. So you're sure as fuck not proving me wrong. And um, you won't be the first or the last to have me have lit a fire. Or I don't like good fires because like I lit a fire under um, Frankie Picard. Because I, I, I told him how it was. And he's like, damn, man, I really needed to hear that. Thanks, brother. And I'm like, mm. and I just fucking ignored it. Because I, I was never even Facebook friends with the dude. But when I went at him the one time, because he had, um, Frankie had made a post about um, uh, something, something about wrestling being racist and, you know, uh, him not getting opportunities because he's black. And I was like, fucking hold up you're terrible and you keep getting fatter and i ain't got shit to do with your color you know as a matter of fact a guy that was nice enough to give you the rub in czw and give you the wired title just to take it back off you before the next fucking live show just so you would have history of having the wired title and continue your push in dojo wars shane strickland was signed so what the fuck are you talking about? You ain't as good as that. You didn't push yourself as hard as he did. So that's where the fuck you are. Ain't got shit to do with color. So playing this race card ain't got shit to do with that. You need to step your motherfucking game up. And I told him that shit. And he was like, whoa. At first he was like, whoa, brother, what did I do? And I'm like, no, you didn't do shit but lie. Because you're out there trying to tell people. And people were jumping right on that post like, yeah, bro, tell them the truth, facts. And I'm like, fuck all of that. People need to put motherfuckers in check because like, you know, it's one thing if you got a legitimate claim and that's, you know, you've been held back, you've been doing nothing but fucking killing it. And people are just passing you by for people that are, 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 aren't as good, you know, and of a different race. That's not the case with you. The, the case with him has always been like, you're, you're not doing well. You know, and, and now, like, you know, the motherfucker's got a smoking gimmick and a fucking and, and an eating gimmick and a, a, a cosplay gimmick. And he's got eight fucking kids. So, yeah, no, I don't, you know, I, I don't think I, I let a great fire there. But uh, he said I did. He told me, you know, I fucking uh, he needed that. But. I don't think he needed it. I don't know what he needed it for. 
because it wasn't really for motivation. It was really um, wasn't met with any action. Um, maybe up to smoking habit or some shit after that. I don't know. Um, then uh, Lane, I, I told Lane how fat he was and shit and how terrible he was and all of this when he, he got all racist on Facebook. And then he went on some like hardcore fucking lockdown fucking diet. He lost like a, probably a hundred pounds. I mean, he's still fucking really big, but his mobility's a lot better now. And I don't know. I mean, maybe I had something to do with that. Maybe I didn't. I know there was no other podcast that just like straight up blazed him, you know, like none. So if you want some motivation of someone telling you to get your shit together, that, that was on my podcast. It sure as fuck wasn't anywhere else. But uh, and then, you know, like Brian, I, I really went in on like what a terrible promoter he is. And next thing you know, he fucking scrambled and got a show together. I don't think that's a coincidence whatsoever. Um, I, I'd um, I'd venture to say that that's not a coincidence. Um, so, you know, but again, I don't I don't think I like very good fires. So I have a feeling this one will not um, will not go well. Um, it's not like. I motivated him to put on a fantastic show that he's never been capable of before. They're like, he's talking about paying attention to talent, but who the fuck, what, where the fuck did you see any of this at the dog show? I guess at the dog show, I'd rather watch an actual dog show than a dog show. Fuck out of here. Out of touch jazz, shindy running motherfucker. But, what can you do? Um, oh, I watched the first Venom earlier this week because I hadn't watched that shit before. Um, I had planned on it and then I heard like mixed reviews and I've been like in the I've turned myself off to a lot of fucking superhero shit because all that that Marvel bullshit. That is all like chick flick superhero shits. Hulk's talking about his feelings and shit. You can get the fuck out of here ruining my motherfucking superheroes. So I can't watch that shit happen. You could take all those little fucking stones on the, <clears throat> on the, the, the fancy glove and stick them up your ass. I don't go fuck. I don't need to see any of that sensitive shit. Fucking four hour movies where Hulk's talking about his fucking feelings. Go fuck yourself. So I tune out a lot of this shit. Uh, Spider-Man's going back to motherfucking high school and shit. And you got homecoming and all. Get the fuck out of here. I don't need that. They, 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 they made this shit way too pussified. So, um... I've been like, just, I don't know, like I haven't been jumping on shit that I was jumping on in the past. Like I love superhero movies. That was one of the things I did watch. I don't watch many movies at all, but I watch like some comedies, um, some animation kind of stuff, you know, Pixar, Disney, like, you know, whatever the fuck, like some of those and, um, DreamWorks, whatever. But, um, and then like superhero movies was like, you know, most of the action, like shit that I like, I don't like horror movies. I don't like, uh, drama at all fuck all that drama chick flick bullshit i ain't watching none of it um horror movies i'm not interested so any, anything that falls like outside of that like you know it's kind of fair game but i just don't watch much of anything so when they started just going pussy with these fucking superhero movies and and making them like fucking 12 hours long then i was like all right we're good on that too so i think i just kind of glazed over venom like oh, yeah, whatever maybe i'll get to it and then I watched it because the, the trailers for the new one really got my attention. And um, 
And I and I fucking loved the first one. I watched the first one earlier in the week with the family, and I absolutely loved it. I don't like. I don't think I've gotten enough into Venom over the years, but I think like he he immediately like jumped to like my favorite motherfucker because I I like Spider Man a lot for years, but like he's too nice. You know, he's he's just he's too friendly and shit. That's not me. Like Venom is more my speed. Like the dude, he, he's. He's savage, yeah. You know I mean, he's got a good side to him, but this other alien shit turns him into a fucking psycho. He's got very like gorilla-like movements, so I like that, you know, in like a character because I, you know, I'm real into gorillas. So like, he's got those like beastly fucking savage moves like that, and like I don't even know why he hasn't eaten Spider-Man's motherfucking face off yet because Spider-Man ain't shit compared to Venom on some real shit. I don't know, like, if Spider-Man's got like a flute or something. Where, like, because it's only, like, that tone that makes it so the the symbiote jumps off of Venom and shit. And I think that's pretty much the only way to beat him. And um, I don't know if he runs around with a flute like that, and that's how he's beat him in the comics, because I haven't seen none of that shit. But um, how the fuck else is Spider-Man beating fucking Venom? Because he should just eat his little punk-ass head off, Peter Parker. He should fuck his ass up. He's got a half an alien on him, and his fucking arms transform into shit, and he likes eating motherfuckers' faces. So I, I don't know um, how that shit hasn't happened yet, how Spider-Man didn't die at his hands when he showed up. But um, then they got uh, Carnage coming out in this second one, so I'm going to have to... I got to check out this second one, because I really like the first one. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping somewhere down the line he eats Spider-Man's fucking face, but probably not gonna happen it would be like a real unpopular move <sighs> but what can you do i think they killed a bunch of the other guys in the other movies so maybe they'll maybe they would do that type of shit you never know cause some controversy and people will flock to it but yeah i think that's about all i got i just want to hit you with a little of this and that and um yeah i i think uh That'll be that, and then I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Peace. Shoot the fuck out. Bismillah al-Rahman al-Rahim. Back to the block, I pop squads, air your team. Hip-hop, guap shit, I'm still grabbing pennies. Rap game got me mad, Derek Angeletti. New school niggas whack, you seen the vet starting. Got a few left in me, nigga, I'm Brett Farvin. Niggas sort the rap, rap, and they sing songs. I'm Gorilla Rap, call me King Kong. Rap soldiers, special forces, Navy SEAL. Conquer the rap game without a major deal. Living the fast life, speeding on the Autobahn. Slow the car down, the car seat contain my daughter, Sean. Sean Major, knife, Sean Slayer. Revoke your ghetto pass, stupid Nigga John Mayer, coke in the car and heat on my lap. Motherfucker, this is deeper than rap. Motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Mm. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Yeah, talk all that bullshit, nigga. What fuck up, out here? Listen. Firecracker, rap with a short fuse. Backsmacker, rapper for rapping with auto tunes. Fucking rapping, computer thug. Stick the hard drive in your ass, computer love. Name your top five rappers, I smack shit out of them, they not live rappers, backpack rappers, fuck on the bullshit, open the backpack when they gather the full clip. Every verse is kinda raw, old man rapping, you can fuck with a dinosaur. I'm a Jurassic bastard, haphazardly clap at your faculty tragic. 
Magic, David Blaine, make rappers disappear when I change the game. Hmm. MRC Tyson, assault and battery charge when the guards seem writing. Motherfucker, shut the fuck up. I think that um, if you truly want to stop the violence, uh, you look at someone who's violent, you pick up a baseball bat, and you beat his...